Hi guys, welcome to Prepare Like a Pro live chats. My name's Jack McLean. I started Prepare Like a Pro early in the year when I was uh, stood down as a strength and conditioning coach at Hawthorne Football Club. I'm currently working with men and females all around the country, uh, structuring their physical preparation for games, uh, draft combine and off-season pre-season training. If you're interested in training with me, you can head over to my website. I have uh, training packages that you can work with me one-on-one as well as free training programs and that website's preparelikeapro.com. I want to welcome my guest Sorry. tonight, Brett Deledio. For those that don't know, Brett, he's a uh, former number one draft pick, played 275 AFL games for Richmond Tigers and the GWS Giants. He was a development coach at Hawthorne Football Club. That's where I met Brett. And he's now a player management for Max Sports Agency. So thanks for joining us, mate. Oh, pleasure, Jackie boy. Always fun jumping on with you, mate. So, um, yeah, let's see where we can get to with our uh, little chat. Yeah, for sure. We've got, what have we got at the moment? 31 joining us. And there's a few more adding on. So you bring in the numbers, mate. <laughs> That's good, mate. That's good. <laughs> All right. We'll kick it off. So I'd like to start back at your grassroots. Where did you play? Uh, so where, where was your first club and what age? Did you uh, mate, yeah, yeah, my first uh, my f- first club was the Wallabies, mate. That was a Mer- in uh, Maryborough. I'm a 13s team. And would you believe this little team had um, – I was lucky enough to play with Troy Chaplin, who I played with uh, at Richmond, but it was also at Port Adelaide. And Jed Adcock was in that team as well, who went oh, right. uh, up to play with 200 games with the Lions. So, mate, we, uh, we were pretty handy. We, we didn't lose too often. That was the under-13s. I started when I was eight and played there for a couple of years until we moved from Maribyrnong back up to Kai Abram and I played – as a 11 or 12 year old in the under 12s and then under 14s, under 16s. I wanted to go straight into the thirds, mate, but the old man wouldn't let me. He said, no, you've got to stay in the under 16s and, and go a year there in the under 16s, but then went from 16 straight into the seniors um, and, and right. skipped the thirds in the end. But oh, well that was just, yeah, well, that was my Kai uh, journey. But uh, in between, mate, I, was, I played with the Bush Rangers as a bottom ager, a 16 year old, and then as a top ager. Uh, as a, oh, sorry, not top ager, but a bottom age, a 17-year-old, and then I was drafted at the end of that year. So, yeah, mate, it went pretty quick. I wish I could go back and do it all again, you know, but um, it's, yeah, mate, yeah, that's where you learn everything, I suppose, back in, uh, as a, as a, as a pup and, uh, mate, plenty of, plenty of lessons with dad post-game, that's for sure, mate. I certainly thought I had it all sorted, but didn't. Yeah, you get the review as soon as you got in the car. That's it, mate. It'd be uh, <laughs> the whole way at home. Nothing worse than a when I was playing with the Bushies in under 18s, and we, we were three hours away from Lavington. Yeah, and that that is a long review post game. <laughs> yeah, I can you, imagine. You, you got to make sure you're playing well <laughs> on those games. So that prepared you well for AFL footy, I imagine. Oh, getting those lot, on the weekly. The long meetings, mate. Yeah, the long meetings, mate. There was no worries there with being in the car. But no, mate. I, I can't thank Dad enough for what he taught me, mate. He made me the player I am, you know. So very grateful to the old boy. Fantastic. And when did you when did you see AFL career as, as something that you were going to do from a professional point of view? Like what age? Oh, I probably started to realise that I could um, have a real crack at it. I won the uh, the best player at the under sixteen championships with I shared it with Mitch Clark. And I was sort of like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I can go okay at this. And I, I was, I was left out of the, uh, the Vic under 15 cricket side as well. So I, I was sort of t- toying with the idea of playing one or the other because I love both sports. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I left 
uh, left cricket behind, so to speak. Well, I didn't leave it behind. I still played right up until I was drafted. And then even when I was drafted, I kept going back to Kyle and played a little bit. But I, yeah, mate, fully focused on footy from about uh, probably 16, 17 when I made the AIS team and went through from there. And did, how, how did that change your experience like you alluded to before? You, like, they were fun days playing footy. As soon as you made that shift, were you like, all right, I'm ready to give this red hot crack and be a pro? Did that change things in terms of expectations and enjoy, um, enjoy it for the game? Yeah, it's hard to know, mate. Like I was, I was still a kid just trying to be the best player on the ground every single game you play. You know, that was always my goal, to try and help us win and, and just try and play good footy. But I always was pretty diligent in terms of my running and programs and weights and everything that I needed to needed to do. Yep. Um, so I, like, that, that was never really a worry for me. And, and I had a lot of mates that were enjoyed a party and, and a beer and whatever else. And I, I just knew where I wanted to go with my footy. So I sort of was like, well... I can still go to parties. There's no worries, but yeah, you know, drinking and all that sort of thing was sort of something that I had to leave behind. There were still times when I did, no, no doubt. I'm not saying I was an angel, but footy was always first, and I'd never ever go out the night before a game of footy. That was something your dad sort of ingrained into you, or that was just the way you were. Uh, no, dad was always like, mate, how do you, how do you expect to perform? If you're going out and being on your feet all night and dancing and carrying on until midnight and then come out and wanting to play. I since found out, though, yeah. that the old boy had had a couple of uh, big nights before, a couple of games before. <laughs> so I was, oh, I've, really? asked him, I've asked him about those, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, we'll mm. rip into these Q&As. I see Walksy's just as uh, coming to play for a Chuka, mate. Yeah, I'm happy to come and play with you, great man. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a fair few that have come through. We'll go, what's this one? What's one of the biggest tips you, you could give a VFL player looking to make a step to AFL? This um, one from Brody Macca. Jeepers, that's a, that's a tough one. Like, I... I think it's more about just what, how you how you train and prepare yourself. Like it's a it is a it's a cutthroat industry. If you if you're battling away in the in the VFL, you probably need to ask yourself some real your coaches some real questions or your or your dad or whoever watches you and just get some some honest feedback and be prepared to um, do whatever it takes to to work on that. If you're slow, then I I, I uh, employ a you know, a sprint coach, if you're lacking in fitness, well, speak to someone who does athletics, 400, 800s, and, and see what sort of training they do. If you need to do power-based stuff and weight stuff, well, speak to someone like yourself, you know. But yeah, yeah. if it's just pure football ability, like, it, it makes it really hard to – if you can't find it, mate, you can't find it, you know. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, it, yeah, it's sort of like there's so many different angles you could go with that. Yeah, but seeking advice is a big one from those in your support. Oh, yeah. Ask questions. Ask questions about what's, you know, how I can get better and don't be afraid to cop it right between the eyes. That was something that I always asked of my dad, asked of Dimmer, Leon, whoever, any of my coaches who's like, no, 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 don't butter it up and tell me I'm going good, but I know I'm not. And yep. just say, right, how do I get better? What do I need to do? Yeah, awesome. Love that. I reckon that will put Brody in good stead. Take that on board, mate. Jesse's, what's the best 2K time trial you've ever run? It's a funny one. I've been talking to a couple of young boys about this that we've been dealing with, and there's so much pressure about 2Ks that kids yeah, see. Yeah, there is, what, isn't it? That's what they do at the, um, obviously, at the combines. And mm. to me, mate, I've, like, I think that's something that you can really work on when you're a. You know, when you actually get to the club, if you if you can run a sub seven, you, you're actually going pretty well. And the work that you'll do with your with your club, you'll you'll actually bring that right down to a six thirty. My best, I think, was a six twenty one. And I mean, I'm not gifted at all, um, long distance stuff. My my go was you know repeat speed one fifties, two hundreds. 
But yeah, yeah. yeah, myself and Dustin used to try and push each other through on those two Ks and just make sure we just got under the time that was required, and and then we can come out and beat it uh, well and truly when the, yeah. uh, when the whips are really cracking. Yeah, in the new year. Yeah, that's hit it, mate. You, you don't, don't want to be you don't <laughs> want to be flying early, mate. There's nowhere to go from there. <laughs> that's maturity right there. All right, there you go, Jesse. That's a target for you, mate. Sub seven. Oh, Charlie, do you remember what? <laughs> do you know this guy, Charlie Lawson? No, no idea. No? But he's probably one of the blokes that comes up to. I mean, I've had people come and ask me this rubbish question at the checkout when I'm trying to buy milk and bread. Your uh, podcast with Dylan Buckley. I've jumped on board with Dylan's mm. podcast the last few weeks. No, mate, that's a, a question that's been answered. And Dylan was a uh, Dylan was a backman, so he never took anyone to no square. He, he was tagging you, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he tried. Yeah. <laughs> George, how to get picked up by an AFL club as an 18-year-old that has no tap cut of AFL experience as of yet, so you're out of the system playing community footy. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good question. It, it probably makes it a little bit hard. I'd, if you wanted to, I'd suggest that you jump on board with a, a VFL side and see whether you can get down there and train with them and, and then you know, uh, you know apply your trade there and see how you go. If you're good enough to make it into the VFL side and you can play good good footy then and consistently play good footy, there's no reason why you won't get picked up. I think we've seen a number of players. Shane Lamb is probably the first one that comes to mind for me. He applied his trade for four years, I think, um, before yeah. he got picked up by the Tigers and now he's one of their most consistent players. So I don't think you'll get picked up if you continue to play community footy at your local levels. You, you know, there's people watching and there's – but it's a, it's a harder way. Yeah. It's not to say you can't because it has been done, but I think if you if you really want to chase it, get down to a VFL club and, and see whether you can cut it, you know, make it through the, the list cuts and, and see whether you're fit enough and have a real crack at it. Yep, yeah, I like it. So, yeah, there's no point sort of dominating at a lower level. You want to sort of expose yourself to the highest level you can play, yeah? Yeah, go and challenge yourself and see how good you are. Awesome. And this one's from Harry. Is it ever too late to start? Jeremy Campbell when he's 15, managed to become one of the best. Yeah, I know, on that I, know, I know. I know Harry. I um, I actually trained him in in the one on one footy stuff that I was doing. So oh, a young bloke, young bloke trying to uh, trying to get better, which is which is great, mate. Never too late to start. I, I don't think I'd be comparing myself to Jeremy Cameron, mate, because he was he's an absolute freak at absolute everything he tries. But yes, mate, if you want to get out there and have a crack and. See whether you can mix it up. I'd start at public school, buddy, if I was you, and see whether you can, uh, you know, make, you know, the, the, the C's, the B's, the N, the A's if you can and, yeah, and see, see where, you, where your footy takes you. But, yeah, don't, don't uh, wait until you're 40 or 50, mate. Then it probably is a bit too late. Yeah, nice one. Harry's still hungry, let, picking up tips off you. It's good to see he's joined tonight. And then we got Oz Trail running at your club in the gym. Would you train lower and upper body on different days or together? Um, at the you've club, been at a, you've been at a couple of different clubs there. So to Richmond, yep, yep, and GWS, did they have different strength and conditioning? Uh, yeah, well, early early days, I can probably tell you that I I, used to, I didn't do legs at all because I thought that they'd actually um, hamper my performance because I'd be too sore and whatever else. Until I started doing them in about, I think it was 07 or 08. So my first couple of years, I don't reckon I did too many. I, right. I did, I did, but I bluffed my way through, so to speak. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then I started doing them and started feeling really powerful and strong. And yeah, I've never, I never looked back from that until I started to have really like calf issues and lower back problems and whatever else. And I, 
I backed off and probably went more the plyometrics, um, speed, power stuff, along with a bit of maintenance stuff for glutes and, and Achilles, but probably wouldn't have done a full body workout until I was a lot older where I just squeezed it all into, I don't, I don't do weights once or twice a week probably. Yeah. My last three years, I don't think I, I might have done a bench, a set of bench and a set of chins. And that was the only weights I did because I was doing upper body cross trains as well with, you know, ropes and, grinders and um, ski ergs and all that sort of stuff just to take the load off my legs. So, yep, yeah, um, okay. I'd definitely say, and you probably back this up, Jack, in that you probably mix them up depending on your days and when you're training. I'd be putting legs on your days that you're on your legs and then yep. your upper body on your days that you're not just so that you're not taxing, you're not working your body throughout the whole week. Absolutely, yeah, and you're getting that time between running sessions that's definitely key try and hit your lower body weights after your running days but it is interesting yeah i mean you hear sydney do it a little bit differently so there's a lot of different ways you can go about it i guess mm, it depends heard, on what works for you i've heard pendles likes to he does a set of deadlifts or something the day before a game just to yeah. fire, fire himself up but yeah that's so not, something I, ne- I never tried yeah power Power session the day before. I have heard that it's bigger than the. Pose. I used to like like uh, pumping the guns, mate, the day before. But that was that was. Feel good, yeah, yeah, love it. Who's the best bloke you've worked with? Tommy Mack is he someone at Mack Sports? Is he? <laughs> yeah, he's me a little offsider. Uh, I'm probably <laughs> I'm I'm probably his offsider at uh, at Mack Sports. He's teaching me the ropes at the moment. So um, oh, fantastic. Mm, good man. Nice. Yeah, Tommy, you got to pump up, mate. Do you want to go on a podcast? Yeah, no, I've signed a contract with Dylan Friends, mate. I'm uh, Apart from prepare like a pro, I can't do any others. Really sorry, buddy. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> do you miss Tiger Landlids? I think we've got a Tiger supporter. Yeah, I David that, Yes, mate, absolutely. I uh, think back of all the fond memories I've had back there from starting off in the in the old sheds to then moving across and all the great mates that I've had over the years and a couple that I've still got there now. It's, it's changed quite a bit, though, the, uh, the boys that are there now. So it's getting fewer and fewer, and uh, even the coaches that I had are all starting to move on as well. So Dimmer's probably stood the test of time here, and at the moment he's got, what, 10 years and, yeah, going bloody well at the moment. He's, uh, he's flying. Yeah, they're but, up and down um, the tide. Yes, mate. They are uh, every chance to make it uh, three out of four this weekend. And here we got one around dirt bike riding. Yeah, Steve. Bike yeah, I know Steve. <laughs> mate, I haven't ridden my dirt bike since 2017. Uh, I went away pig shooting, actually, and took a dirt bike up there and haven't ridden it since. So it's currently in the workshop getting um, cleaned up, ready for when I can come out of – actually get out of Melbourne, mate. Yeah, I'm actually right. looking to – I'm going to do a dirty big mono all the way over that uh, steel barrier that uh, Dan's got in place and uh, I'll be straight out of here, for sure. Rip, rip through. I'm sure you won't be yeah. alone with that one. We'll go, how much did training defer between teams? We'll wrap this up to the last Q&A. Um, and that's between Richmond and, and GWS. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was starting to, when I. It's hard because when I first started at Richmond, I was a young bloke who just wanted to do everything, and then uh, later on, I was. Uh, uh, I got looked after a bit more because I, uh, I was starting to get a bit older. And I had a few a few calf problems and whatever else. But then when I went to the Giants, the first six weeks there, I was like flogging myself in terms of trying to impress and whatever else. And the boys trained really hard there. They um, yeah got worked over. Uh, but then I ran into some issues as well with my calves and probably didn't look after myself as well as I could have in terms of just saying, that nah, this is not right for me. I yep. needed to be a bit, bit careful, but I was trying to impress, so I didn't really feel right doing that. But, yeah, the Giants probably 
it's hard to know how the Tigers train now, but from when I was there, we under Dimmer, we were like Dimmer was really big on competitiveness, and and the Giants are no different. And with Plough, it was all about up and down the ground. So I remember being at Vic Park and doing a three-on-three, three, the length of the ground, up and back. It right. was like <laughs> absolutely. It was like two and a half to three-hour sessions. It was just a real old-school sort of training, which was I miss it a little bit. You know, I, mean, I wish I could go back, but um, it brings yeah. the group together. Is that the the idea? Like build, build sort of team camaraderie? Um, not really. No, no. It was just like <laughs> this is this is where we're going, mate, and we're uh, yeah. Suck, suck it up. <laughs> get it done suck it up and and do the work mate and that's how we get better yeah 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 awesome all right mate and then uh yeah so player management so new career uh for you what, what got yep. you into that what are you excited about well, and, and what are you yeah, looking yeah. forward to for, for 2021 well, mate, it was basically because I, well, I, I tried my hand at, at development coaching and with the Hawks and was, that's where I obviously met you, mate. It's, it was, uh, you know, something that I was passionate about working with young guys and, and developing them. Uh, but then with COVID hitting and, and the, the cuts that have came, uh, I was yeah. one of five or six guys uh, in the footy department that just got stood down. And I saw it from the early point that I didn't think that they'd be bringing us, us back. I, I don't know whether I read the tea leaves right or I was just, doing the math. But I got straight onto my manager and saw it as a real opportunity to still work with young guys and, and help develop them. Yeah. Um, from a, a management point of view, yeah, you look after a lot of the financials and everything else as well, but also mentor them and, and help them through and help them become best prepared from, you know, when they're you know, 17 through to when they're drafted initially and then obviously looking after them post that as well. But mate, I've been, and this is what I say to all our young boys we've got on, on board is that I've been through it. I know know what it's like to have that pressure of being drafted and drafted in you know as a high draft pick. What it's like the pressure you're dealing with and how we can really you know ease that for you just through um, talking about it and little ways to deal with it. You know, but um, it helps to have a soundboard, doesn't it? I think so, mate. Yeah, look, it's yeah. Uh, that, and that's what I've always found with any of my footies to have someone that you can bounce off. Whether you've got a coach that you can trust or uh, my old man was someone who I'd always talk to. But then later in my career, I had an ex skipper of mine, and Kane Johnson became almost like my mentor. Yeah, was yeah. someone who I really looked up to and, and bounced a lot of ideas off. And then when I moved to the Giants, it was Wayne Campbell and he was someone, you know, he was like a leadership coach and a midfield coach of mine at the Tigers after I played my first my first season, his last season together. And he was someone, someone who's just, he's become like a, a best mate that you can bounce ideas off, get a, just another sounding board. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and that's something that I'm trying to do with my young boys that we look after is just to say, right, well, if you've got any concerns, let's, let's talk through them and see how we can help and whatever else. But then once they are drafted, mate, it's all about sorting them out with budgets and um, how to work their money and how it can work for them, um, how to control, you know, different things that are going on in their life and then setting them up if they're interstate or looking after mum and dad and setting them all up. So yeah, it's mate, a massive, this, massive year, isn't it? Like it's not just the draft year. It's even bigger maybe the year after when you do get in, integrated yeah. into football. And that's it, mate. Look, it's yeah, there's, there's things that you can really be worried about and stressing about as a young a young pup. Like I, I was myself, but having a manager you can talk to and, and help alleviate those fears, I think can only help, especially having someone who's been, been through it before. Absolutely. But, mate, it's, um, yeah, we're, uh, we're just going along nicely at the moment, mate. I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait for, you know, to, I haven't even been in the role, what, four months um, yet and already really loving it, mate, which is good. So... Stick at it and see where it takes Absolutely. us from from here on in. Yeah, and so so boys will so for those that are interested, they get in contact with you through Instagram. Where else? Anyway, anyway, yeah, anyway. Yeah. 
direct message Whatever. yourself. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, hit up our, our website, email. It's all on my bio and our Max Sports bio on Instagram. Yeah, mate, it's... Um, and when, what's a, uh, you know, for those that haven't had a manager before, what's, so the first process is either you get in contact with them or they get in contact with yourself and then what's the, uh, what's a, what's a classic way to start? Like, is it a, a meeting at the moment through Zoom and yeah. you, talk, you talk about their game and what's some of the things that you'll do? Early yeah. on with a with a new uh, athlete, new client. Well, mate, it's it's basically. Yeah, I think the beauty of um, oh, the beauty and the, the ugliness of COVID is that we're always on Zoom. I much prefer to be face to face and you know going out for a coffee and, and really getting to know the guys. But yeah. mate, we, we do a, a power of work in terms of the young kids that we um, look for and and, and want to bring onto our into our stable, so to speak. And we send out letters to, to those guys. But if there's people out there that we haven't and they're keen to, mate, reach yeah. out because we'd love to have a chat and, and say. Hello and whatever else, but yeah, mate, we um, yeah, the first one is a, is a chat and and you know we, we do a fair bit of work on the young blokes to see how good of footballers they are and watch their vision and get to know them as, as oh, people. Oh yeah, so you do that as well, so you can give feedback on their game and yeah, yeah, um, yeah absolutely, yeah, right. Oh, that's massive, massive resource. Um, mm. And what would be the youngest athlete that you'd work with? When do you typically start with them, mate? Well, we you're not allowed to um, sign any of these young pups up until until the, their draft year. So, but you yep, can okay. uh, you can speak to them you know, the year they turn sixteen after their national champs. So, so that'd be the youngest that you talk to. But mate, you don't sign anyone until um, you're seventeen. seventeen yep, yep. Yeah, so the day after when they turn, um, they're ready for their draft. They're eligible for their draft. Yeah. And um, Sports Mac, it was somewhere that was the agency that you were. Um, Max, Max, Max Sports, yeah. Max yep. Sports, yeah. Yep, yeah, so I was yeah. with these guys. I I signed on with these guys a year before I was drafted. Um, when I was oh, right. uh, when I was eligible to eat, to sign on, and had been with them ever since. Fantastic. So, yeah, yeah. Macca, um, Tommy, who I was talking about before, Tommy's old man is um, he's a head honch. Uh, he he's uh, become nice. come like come like a, a good friend of mine, mate. He was at my wedding and whatever else, and that's the sort of company that we're trying to build. Tommy and myself relationship based relationship based, mate, where you feel like you can yeah, talk awesome. and and don't you're not worried about what your manager's going to say. You know, we're just. Uh, a couple of blokes that are really keen to look after these young guys and help them uh, make the most of their of their careers. Fantastic, mate. Uh, it's really good to hear. It's good to hear things are going well. And, yeah, it's definitely exciting times at the moment for, for 2021. Hopefully some footy comes sooner rather than later. Oh, mate, uh, tell me about it. <laughs> and uh, you'll get on that dirt bike, mate. <laughs> get on out of here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the plan, mate. That's the plan. But I uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, Jackie boy and we'll uh, no doubt do it again sometime absolutely mate thanks for joining us hopefully uh, we were some help guys I'm sure it was there was some huge information uh, to help you guys along your journey if there's any questions that you have feel free to direct message myself and if you're interested in being managed by Brett Deledio make sure you get in touch thanks guys cheers Brett speak soon Luke see you mate